So we have just arrived at Tatiana's home. She's graciously welcomed us to come and do the interview here. And she has the cutest dogs I have ever seen. And she's also such a lively, free personality that I'm really excited for the interview. I know we're going to get, you know, really in-depth. What I'm not looking forward to is a CrossFit because I don't know if you've watched the last video where Winnie schooled me. Yeah, I feel like this <laughs> will be 10 times worse, but I'm really, really excited for it. <laughs> okay, so Tatiana, yeah. you are a content creator, a photographer, and yes. now you have your own like fitness wear line, yeah? True. Yeah, yeah. I should have been wearing that now, shouldn't I? <laughs> I was about to ask you, is that what you're wearing oh, right no. now? <laughs> Such a fail. <laughs> so how did you get into CrossFit? Um, honestly, it was before Olive was born. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine introduced me to it and I just kind of fell in love. But then I kind of fell off it when Olive was born. Like it was just very difficult for me to continue. Even during my pregnancy, I find it very hard. Um, mm -hmm. And then I also moved to the other side of town. So yeah, I hadn't gotten back into it really again until after Mali was born. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a coach there, Wilson, who is my all time favorite coach just He's amazing and he is really good with knowing how to move your body after giving birth. Like he just uh -huh. knows the body. So yeah. whether or not you've given birth or whatever like injuries you have, he is the man to go to. Um, so I worked out really closely with him and it's just, yeah, it's just, I'm in love with it. Like I'm obsessed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But why CrossFit and not like the regular traditional gym? Um, I don't know. I, I love CrossFit. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I feel like everyone should do what they love doing. Mm -hmm. And this is something I fell in love with. And again, Wilson really just helped me in so many ways and I think it also became more like a community so mm -hmm. even everybody at CrossFit they're just amazing they want to see you succeed yeah. they want to see you win they actually care about you you know yeah. um, so it also became more of like I would go there in the morning after dropping the kids off and it's me time and I get to be spending time with people that care about me and encourage me and motivate me to keep going and you know it's like yeah. it was a lot you know so there's just that life family life there that I love. Awesome. Yeah. Now, let's go show me some CrossFit moves. All right. <laughs> so, I was telling these guys earlier yeah. that a couple of, was it months or was it even last year, when I did um, a fitness, a CrossFit thing with Winnie, mm -hmm. she schooled me and she was pregnant. Yes. And then now here you come, are you even like three months postpartum, <laughs> schooled again. So, I'm convinced that maybe it's like the pregnancy superpower that I'm yet to have. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe just join CrossFit and yeah. then you'll just see what the hype is about. I'm telling you. I am not convinced. <laughs> Anyways, before we get into it, um, I think you can go ahead and read your letter. Dear me, you're young, your parents have split up after continuous fighting at home. You're angry at the world, but you don't know what exactly you're feeling. You just know that you feel so much anger and you start to take it out on your friends at school. You're a teenager. Your life goals at the moment are to be liked and to get skinny. Because skinny is the only way any boy will even notice you and of course what you want most is a boyfriend. All your friends have one and you think you're missing out on all the important and cool things. You're a bit older, still a teen, but you're out in the world following your dreams. You're shy and secretly scared. Scared you're not good enough. Scared that you're in the space you're in by mistake. Scared someone will figure out the fraud you are and you'll go back home having failed the career that everyone told you not to go after. The career, the career you told everyone you'll succeed at. Because of course, everyone's view of you is so important. You're a young adult and you've moved back home, found someone you think you love and get heart, heartbroken in so many ways. You've spent your teenage and adult life hating the way you looked and trying to be someone else. Your mental health suffered as a result. 
In many ways, I feel like we needed to go through everything to get to where we are today. And what I want to say to you is, you're going to be so proud of yourself. You've made it through some harsher seasons to come out stronger than you can ever imagine, even though it doesn't always feel like that. You work hard for your family, for yourself and on yourself. I don't know, I'm going to start crying. Okay, on yourself. Wait, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> this always happens, like literally. <laughs> I can't make a video without crying. Okay. You work hard for your family, for yourself and on yourself. You're at a healthy space with yourself mentally and physically. You're no, you're no longer looking to please anyone else. Do I have to read it? <laughs> okay, wait. <sighs> you're no longer looking to please anyone else. You're no, longer, you're no longer thinking about what anyone else thinks but yourself. You're constantly working on yourself. I'm here to tell you that you may not have the exact life you had hoped to, ha to have had by now. You have a better one. Even though you still go through moments of doubt, you take up space and you own your space. You don't sit at the table, you are the table. Keep your head up, I love you. <laughs> you start your letter with young Tatiana. Mm. Yeah. How old was young Tatiana like at that point? I feel like around eight, because my parents split up at around eight. Mm -hmm. And then I started like bullying people at school, um, which is something, you know, when you look back, you can see like, the reason you started behaving the way you were behaving. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my parents split up. There was like, they were always fighting at home. So obviously like it was a split up for the best. Yeah. But at the time, like, you know, my family was just like apart. So yeah, I think I was around eight. And how was the environment like at home? Is it that they used to fight um, in front of you or is it that the walls were thin or maybe you could just tell? Yeah, you know, off. you can tell like yeah. you're a kid, your kids are fighting. I mean, I could hear it also. Mm -hmm. It's not like they would fight in front of me, but like they would go and close the door or something. But yeah. like you can hear it yeah. and you just know. And I think even at the time, looking back, it's not that I would maybe take note like very consciously. But subconsciously, you know, mm -hmm. you're hearing all this stuff going on, no matter what you're doing, if you're playing or if you're having fun, yeah. you know what's going on, you know their environment, yeah. And do you have any siblings? I have a sister. How um, did she take it? Is she older, younger? She's younger than me, mm -hmm. so I feel like she kind of knew less about... All, but you know what? I actually don't know, because this is, a, this is like a learning thing that I've had to go through in the past few years, just like understanding myself. Um, so I actually have never asked my sister, like, how she took it. And I also feel like now having a five-year-old, and at the time she was six, mm -hmm. so now having a five-year-old, I know my five-year-old understands a whole lot of stuff. So I'm pretty sure she, she also must understands have, yeah. what was happening. Yeah, but I've actually never asked her, to be honest, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so now with your friends and how you were now, as a result of everything, an yeah. angry child, what did it take for you to realise... Uh, maybe I'm um, being a bit mean to them. Yeah. Did someone have to come and confront you? No, I mean, I didn't really think about it. Like, you're a kid, you know, you don't really... Yeah. You don't even... Like, it's literally something that I've realised in my adulthood, like, why I behaved the way I behaved. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you reflect with a therapist and you think about, like, what you're going through and it just makes so much sense. Like, I wasn't always that way, but, like, some point in my life, you know, I just feel like I was going through a lot at home that I also was just taking it out on everybody around me. Yeah. Um, but it's not something that I knew as a kid. Like, I didn't know, like, oh, I'm being X, Y, Z. Like, I just was that way, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And did it affect the friendships? I had some really close friends that, you know, I, I guess it would be to people that I didn't really like. 
Um, uh, okay, so you weren't mean to just everyone. No, but like specific people I didn't like. And also, just it's just not a nice way to behave, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, guys. But like, obviously, it was... I was going through a lot. It's not an excuse. I haven't even even talked to these people in like ages, yeah. you know. But yeah, I can I can look back and just see what I did wasn't okay. <laughs> okay, so then fast forward a couple of years later, you're now a teenager. Yes. That's like 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. 13, yeah, that's around the age where I guess boys start noticing girls and yeah. girls start noticing boys. And I remember actually for us in my school, it was illegal to have a boyfriend. Wow, if okay. They found out, like, you two are coupled up in primary school to be such a big deal. Like, your really? parents would even get caught. I remember even this one time, two people were caught hugging, and they were forced to stand at the parade ground and hug until their parents came <laughs> what? to school and explain what they were doing hugging. Yeah, so for us, it was a big deal. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, public shaming. What? <laughs> yeah. I would never do that again. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now, okay. Teenager Tatiana is here. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's in her mind is getting a boyfriend because that's the cool thing to exactly, do. Exactly. Like, everyone had a boyfriend. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm not going to be left out <laughs> alone. We're footing. Mm -hmm. It's project Get Tatiana Boyfriend. Step one, yeah. get skinny. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to understand, was there like a male figure in your life that made you feel that you had to be skinny in order to get a boyfriend? Or was it more of just um, society and what society seemed to like at that time? Okay, well, so I'm going to say this is like 14, 15, because before that, mm -hmm. now, like till I was 13, I was incredibly fit. Like... The one thing that I excelled at at school was sports. So, mm -hmm. like, for me, it was, like, always sports girl of the year, sports girl of the term. Like, that was my thing. I was super fit. And then suddenly, I went to secondary school in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just, I don't know, I stopped that somehow and, like, started adding a lot of weight. So, in my head, I feel like not only did I not kind of recognize myself and, like, what I loved about myself, like, mm -hmm. I had stopped what I'd loved. So, I think that played a big role mentally. So, it wasn't a, a necessarily a guy. It's just me, personally. Like, I lost control of my body and like that was the one thing that I loved um, and then obviously society like everybody was like you know skinny and like it's always a skinny like good-looking people that have boyfriends you know in that yeah. time that's what you're thinking so yeah. like for me it was like that was the most important thing which <laughs> and is silly actually what year was this around what year I feel like I was 15 16 oh what year yeah <sighs> <laughs> that's 15 when years ago 15 because I remember when I was like in around class seven, that's around 2008. Mm. At that time, the standard of beauty was skinny, but yeah. you had to have big boobs. Oh, really? So you had to be skinny with big boobs. Now, those were the people with boyfriends. I mean, in class seven. How, how, how do you, how yeah. Big of boobs. But anyways, I remember that was the standard. And I mean, it's years later, and we still don't have much boobage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, if I could remember back to that time, like yeah. it caused me to compare a lot, yeah. like with even people I saw on TV, the supermodels and yeah. stuff. And I guess in my mind, because I was always much smaller than everyone else anyway, so yes. I always thought that, that they'll come, they'll yeah. come. Shock on me. Really? <laughs> you yeah. see, it's, it's... It's really, yeah, so that's what that did to me. And I was wondering, how did the whole um, Get Skinny mission affect you mentally? 
I mean, I just feel like my whole worth was about like how I looked. And that's what I thought about myself. Like if I'm not looking a certain way, then obviously like, yeah, my worth is less or something like that. I don't know what mm -hmm. I was going through, you know? Like I look back and I'm just like, I can't believe, you know, that's the thing about 30s. Like everyone talks about their 30s and how you just become like more self-aware and more self-confident. That's where I'm at now. And I look back and I'm like, how, how was that? Yeah. How was your life literally revolving around that? It, I, I just don't even understand it. I can't understand what I was going through for my life to just revolve around how I looked. Um, and how did you get to a point where you were mentally and physically healthy? And um, what does being mentally and physically healthy mean to you? Well, that actually was very recent. I feel like I hadn't reached that point until I was... It, just when, after I gave birth to Mali, actually, I feel like it took me almost like most of my life to kind of get to the point where I'm feeling a lot better about myself. And one thing that happened was when I gave birth to Mali, I was again, I was like, OK, I got to lose all this fat that I've put on from two babies. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like myself. I've just been a mom at home. I don't have a, like my social life. Like, so I just felt I feel like I also went through postpartum depression, not like severe, but I went through something. So I feel like I was in a really bad space. Yeah. And for me, like the first thing I did was like, okay, I'm going to go back to gym because I know that makes me feel good. So I did that. And my, also my perspective at that time was I need to get skinnier, you know, like I need to shed all this fat. But through that process, you know, the people I was like, the people I was surrounded with, CrossFit Kwetu, mm -hmm. um, Wilson, my coach, like Roseanne, uh, my nutritionist at the time, you know, um, those people helped me so much realizing that a lot of it was mental. I had to take care of my mental space. I had to get me time. I had to find yeah. time for myself away from my kids. I had to, you know, concentrate on things that I love for myself. And that kind of put me in a really much better mental space. And then also I started concentrating on things like I want to be strong and healthy. I want to be able to run after around my kids. I mm -hmm. want to be present. Like my, my priorities shifted. And that's really when I started becoming a lot healthier mentally mm -hmm. and also, yeah, physically. Okay. Yeah. So now it's a couple of years later, you're still a teenager, but mm -hmm. now you're getting into pursuing a career. Yeah. So how old are you now at this point? Yeah. So like when I was talking about going after my dreams, it was uh -huh. more so like um, I went, I started doing photography mm -hmm. and that's when I went to the Netherlands for photography. So I got accepted into this art course um, yeah. with photography and that's what I meant by doing my dreams because I wasn't academic, yeah. you know, like I said, I was very much sports oriented. Um, so I kind of lost my way as well. And I, no one ever told me photography was something I could do. You know, so, yeah. So even when I was going into it, people were like, are you sure you want to be doing that? Don't you mm -hmm. want to like maybe do business on the side just in case? You yeah. know? And I was like, no, my parents support me and I'm going to go and, you know, do this. Um, so that's what I meant by following my dreams. So I went and I got an accepted into a university in Amsterdam, one of like the top universities. So that already like boosted my morale. Like I was, yeah. you know, and then from there I went to The Hague, another like top um, art academy. Um, yeah, and that's what I was doing. At that time, um, where were you and your family staying? We were in here, in Kenya. In Kenya. Yeah, but I just went there. Yeah, and yeah. how was it like leaving everyone behind the easy. ship? It was <laughs> easy, please. First I was used to that, you know, like I had already moved to South Africa for some time, so yeah. I already knew that. Um, but yeah, I was in some big city in Europe, you know, mm -hmm. living my best life. I was a teenager. Yeah. So, you know, like who wants to be with their parents at that time? And I you was acclimatized like pretty Fine, in yeah. Like, it's very international, firstly. And I also have Dutch family. So I was used to going to Holland quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but the university that I went to, they were really international. Um, and yeah, I loved, I loved being on my own and Miss Independent and like just doing my... Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was so much fun. And how is yeah. the photography? Like once you got there, 
was the course what you imagined? Because I did mechanical engineering. Wow. For some reason, wow. I don't know I don't know what I thought it was, to be <laughs> very honest. Yeah. But like when I got there, I was like <laughs> I said, this is not exactly what I thought this was, but we're going to go all the way anyway. And you did it? Yeah, I, all five I mean, years. All five what? years. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have thought, I mean, not that I, I yeah. yeah, you just said mechanical engineering. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, wow. So was it the same for you or it was exactly, you know, what you thought it was? No, I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I was just winging it. And I also liked that. I liked the fact that I was just like, okay, I'm leaving. I'm going off and like, let's see, you know, I'm playing it by ear. Let's just, yeah, go with the flow. I had no idea what it was going to be, but it was fun. It was interesting. I learned a lot. I, it was just, it was a good time, but I wanted to come back home at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. then even with like photography, because like you've mentioned, it's not really a common career path. Like yeah. those Here. days. Here. Even, okay, maybe I'm thinking you're like ancient old. Yeah. <laughs> but like... Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a common career path to yeah. get into at the time. Yeah. So what, like, how did you get interested? So, okay, when, you know, when the first, like, mobile phones came out, like, I was always on my phone taking pictures. So like, if I think back, I can already tell, like, that's something that I was, like, just sparking my interest. Then uh, my opa had, my, my grandfather had, mm-hmm. a, a, like, an analog camera, and I used to take it and, like, go and take wildlife photos in Nairobi National Park and then, like, develop them at that time, you know. Um, so I used to have, like, a serious passion about doing that kind of stuff, but I still didn't know that it's something I could like make a career out of. Then one day I was just like looking for courses, you know, university courses, what I'm going to do in my life, blah, blah, blah. And I just found that course and I genuinely just applied out of like, let me just give it a try. Yeah. And I got in. Okay. So it wasn't like this big thing, but it was by chance and my parents were super supportive. So like, like I said, I just went and winged it. Just, mm. yeah. So even the, when you talk about people not being supportive, it wasn't even your parents, it was like outside yeah. noise. Yeah, genuinely. Whenever I was like, oh, I'm going to go do photography, they're like, wait, what? What, yeah. are, like, what, are, what is that? That's not a career. Mm-hmm. Even when I got back and I started doing it professionally, people were like, oh, so you take pictures, mm-hmm. like for money, like yeah. you, you could live off that. I still get that question, like, oh, and it pays well? And I'm like, yeah, I'm making a career. Well, I, I support my kids with it, you yeah. know, so... And what did this do to you? Because at that time, you were a young girl still who had had, you know, like self-doubt issues. And then there are all these people who are telling you, "Mm, are you you sure? I guess it added to the self-doubt. But then again, you know, it's something that you think about afterwards. Because at the time, I was like, of course, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even care less what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it did affect me. Because even when I went, I was like, is it... Am I doing the right thing? Am I good enough? Like, am I going to make it? Like, everybody here somehow seems to know what they're doing. And, mm-hmm. you know, they've known this is a career they wanted to take. So I kind of felt really out of place at some point. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think I had a lot of self-doubt from myself and from, you know, conversations I had around me. Yeah. But you still pushed on. I and, f- and it worked out. I still <laughs> and it pushed is on. working out. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, I feel like that's I all love that what I do. Yeah. <laughs> so now, how long was the course? So I actually didn't finish. It's a four-year course. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get, you know, your like diploma and everything. But I didn't finish. So I was supposed to repeat one year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going home, man. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, out, I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> you know, like I was always inspired when I was in like doing game drive or like 
kind of documentary work in Kenya, like that's what really inspired me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like the scenery, landscape, travel, that's really what inspired me when I was here. And I just realized like when I was there, like that wasn't doing it for me. I wasn't inspired by the things around me. And yes, I love the country and the people that I was surrounded with, but there was nothing like being here. So I just decided to leave, mm-hmm. come home and yeah, just try it out and it worked. So how old yeah. were you now at that point? Honestly, honestly, how old was I? I don't know. 21, two? don't know <laughs> where was I? I i genuinely can't remember yeah i don't know the dates of my life like, <laughs> you can't place them yeah. in your timeline but i feel like yeah maybe 21 22 uh, yeah oh yeah like 23 is when i came back i think mm-hmm. yeah yeah so now you're back home and you're smitten yep you're like head over heels completely yep. in love and i'm one yep. of those people who Loves love. Yeah. <laughs> I love ro- Like every single romance thing that comes on Netflix, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Just because flowers, yes, sign me up. Love I want it. everything. Yeah. yeah. So how, how was it like at that time? I mean, you know, like it was my first real relationship, you know. So for me, it was going really well. And like we were both on the same like mental levels, you know. It was also a time where we were kind of just both playing around and like not playing around like we were not serious with life let me say it that way so like you know like our lives were just consisted of just having fun and like the money we were making would go into like funding our fun lifestyle mm-hmm. like traveling to Kilifi I don't know like all that kind of stuff you mm-hmm. know so it was fun it was a lot of fun and I guess like I also got pregnant really quickly mm-hmm. so we also didn't have the time to like build a serious foundation so I can say like the beginning part of it was a lot of fun and I think Looking back, it's what I thought love would be. But I, I don't think we really necessarily got to that point. We also kind of had to like make a lot of decisions based on being pregnant and mm-hmm. like having a baby and yeah. stuff like that. Um, but I can say it was just, it was fun and I was happy. I was really happy at that stage, yeah. But then yeah. you also mentioned that the same love broke your heart in yeah. many different ways. Yeah. In what ways did it break Ooh. your heart? <laughs> If I have to, like, talk about that, we'll be here. Anyway, like, I don't know. Like, you know, at the end of the day, he's the father of my kids. Mm -hmm. And so I never really want to put anything bad out there. I think we just were wrong for each other. Um, Yeah, a lot of things happened in that relationship that I really wish wouldn't have had. And I just got hurt by a lot. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we have three beautiful kids out of it. And I regret nothing. So now, three kids later. Yeah. Yeah. When you were younger, young Tatiana, did you ever um, at any point during that time look at the situation and be like, you know what, I can see what my mom and dad are going through and I never want this to be me? I mean, I didn't necessarily use them as an example. I just always knew I wanted a happy family. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't ever looking at anything negatively. Mm-hmm. I always wanted kids, I wanted to be like married, like have kids, and you know, I always wanted that lifestyle, that life. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really look at my parents because, you know, even at the end of the day, yeah, they had their like bad times, but I grew up with them doing the most for me and my kids. So even if they were not together, we'd have Christmases together, birthdays together. Like, you know, they made an effort to always be yeah. together as a family. Um, and then at some point they just became best friends and then mm-hmm. not just not married. Um, so I think they've always kind of tried to be a really good example. Yeah. So I never really viewed it as negative or. Yeah. yeah. And. How has it affected how you co-parent? Do we co-parent? <laughs> Do we? Um, personally, I would very much, 
I have my kids relationship with their dad is theirs mm -hmm. and I'm never going to get into in the way of that relationship so I think my parents have really taught me that whatever happens between me and Wayne is completely separate from my kids relationship so I'm not gonna yeah there's nothing that my kids if they want to be with their you know like there's I'm never just going to be in the way of that relationship I'm never going to say anything bad they have their own life with him yeah. um and yeah I never I want them to have a really happy healthy relationship with their dad um, so yeah, me and him, that's outside. I will never fight in front of my kids. Yeah. Um, I'll never bring my issues. I'll never make my issues their issues. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And bringing back something that we had spoken about earlier that I think now is relevant, um, how you had talked about young Tatiana having all this anger that she had bottled up as a result of everything that was happening at home. Yeah. Um, would you say that there's something you're consciously doing right now to make sure that your kids don't like have, have the same anger, anger. Um, I've definitely seen it with Olive. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't really want to speak too much on like the kids just because yeah. I don't want to like. I, I feel like their story is personal to tell, but I've definitely seen like a shift in them this year, and I th definitely think it's because of that subconsciously or actually consciously. Like I know that they are struggling with some of the issues, um, but um, having said that, I'm just doing my most my best to be present um, and understanding of like some of the situations they're going through as well as that I've really thought about kids therapy mm -hmm. and because I think it's a fa fantastic tool I think there are a lot of things that I won't be able to tackle with my kids so I think they need to do some therapy on their own and we can do like family therapy um, I haven't gotten the right person yet but it's something that I've been looking into mm -hmm. yeah okay um, and what would you say to young Tatiana right now about this whole situation, like about being a single mom right now? Ooh, I never thought I would be in this situation. Yeah. I mean, no, it's no parent's dream to like do this on your own. Um, but I guess like I'm, yeah, I don't know what I'd say. Like I'm, I'm able to do it, you know, like there's nothing life can throw at me that I can't do. Yeah. You know, and I'm doing it all for them. At the end of the day, like I love them so much and mm -hmm. it'll, it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and fast forward now from, you know, young Tatiana, teenage Tatiana, older Tatiana, yeah. and now you <laughs> <Me>. Tatiana, <laughs> and everything turns out fine. And yeah. I think that is also usually the point of this podcast, where it's just to encourage anyone, like at any point of their life, that it does get better. Yeah, and if it it's does. not better, like it's not yet the end, yeah. um, however, you know, how gruesome the part of your life feels like right now it really does get better it does, does get yeah. better yeah so now years later and you're ending your letter with you know what we did it yeah we're doing it yeah zero regrets <laughs> <laughs> or are there is there anything uh, like throughout the course of your life that you wish you maybe might have done differently no not really like, I genuinely could not imagine my life not being here. And whatever had to lead me to this point, like, I'll take it. Yeah. You know, obviously, I wish things could have gone differently. But then I don't know what road I would have been at at the end of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy with where I am at the moment. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Like, I don't really have any, any regrets. regrets yeah. yeah. And what is the one thing right now that is giving you absolute joy? Other than my kids. Uh -huh. Um... <laughs> Um, what is giving me absolute joy? <laughs> wow. I guess, I don't know. I just feel like I'm also in a really good place, like work wise. Mm -hmm. And just being able to be in a space where like, 
I can afford to have a house and like send my kids to school and you know also live a life where I get to travel and like yeah. eat different foods and experience different cultures and like do the things that I genuinely enjoy mm. yeah that makes me really happy I mean I'm so lucky to kind of have two jobs that allow me to be super flexible meaning I get to be a mom I get to like have a job that I love I get to enjoy things yeah. in life that I love um yeah so that's bringing me joy as yeah. much as sometimes I'm like super stressed you know <laughs> like as a content creator not being able to be like I get xyz at the end of every month yeah I mean that would be great but also being able to do the things that I do is fantastic so it brings mm-hmm. me joy yeah it also really sounds like you're finding magic in like every aspect of your to. life <laughs> you know you have to like because there's bad things in everything i think yeah. and if you just concentrate on that like it's a dark hole mm-hmm. but i feel like finding the joy in like the simplest of things is what like makes life amazing yeah yeah so now let's imagine it's a couple of years and your babies are googling mom <laughs> on the internet and yeah. they find this interview is there any message you'd like to leave them Please, like, I'm going to start crying again and I haven't even <laughs> thought of one. Why? <laughs> just that I love them so much. And like, yeah. you know, everything that we've been through, I just feel like, you know, I feel like what I've read from being a single parent is like some kids start blaming themselves about like your relationship. Mm-hmm. And I just want my kids to know that nothing has ever happened because of them. And just because of them, like, you know, they have enriched my life in so many ways, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, just I love them very much. <laughs> Let me just leave it like that before. <laughs> so as you are signing off your letter, mm-hmm. you end with taking up space and being the table, basically. Yes. So what yes. does this mean for you? I mean, I just think, like, you know, I've talked about just being so insecure most of my life. And I feel like I've gotten to the point where I know my worth, mm-hmm. you know? And I think also my kids have taught me that. And I have to do that for them, you know? Like, I have to be able to show them that, Let's just retake this in like 10 minutes. (laughs) Um, I just mean, yeah, I know my worth. I value myself a lot more. And um, in terms of like work and stuff like that, I I feel like I always used to get trampled on. Like, you know, like we Mm -hmm. were discussing before this, how people can call you and demand like free things. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, back in the day, I used to take those jobs just thinking, oh my God, yes. Like it's an opportunity. Yeah, it's an opportunity. This is a big company, you know, like let me do this and like be trampled all over, you know? And I feel like now I'm at the point where I'm like, the other day I turned down such a huge thing because I was like, you're not meeting my X, Y, Z. And for me, this is important in my life. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I know that you'll come back to me because you know, yeah. you, you, you see what I can do, um, but now I'm at the point where I value myself. And mm-hmm. if those, those needs are not met, I'm not going to take on anything. And I feel like that's what I mean when I'm saying I am the table. Like, you will meet me yeah. where I am. I'm not going to meet you where you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you want me, you will do X, Y, Z to get me. Mm-hmm. I'm not the one who's going to start chasing people anymore. Yeah. And I feel like it's really, I've started behaving that way this year. And I've really seen a difference in the way companies treat me. Um, and even people around me, you know, like I feel there was something I watched where somebody talked about going through your villain era. Mm-hmm. Did you see that on trending? No. Oh, like it's when somebody's like a people pleaser and then suddenly you start drawing boundaries. So people start thinking that you're now being, you've I don't changed. know, disres- yeah, you've changed, being disrespectful or being mean. And I feel like this year has been my villain era mm-hmm. because I've just decided that no is no. And like, I'm not, no one is going to like, I have boundaries. Yeah. No one is going to cross those boundaries. Mm-hmm. I have values. You're not going to disrespect me. Um, if you want me to do something, this is what you'll have to do. And like, if you're not willing to do that, 
we don't need to be working with each other. So I just, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you know, like if you want to work with me, like you have to meet my yeah. standards, you know, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And it's important. It's really important to have boundaries in yeah. not even work, just life yeah. in general. Yeah. yeah, with your friends, with work, with anybody who you encounter every yeah. day, right? Yeah. yeah. I used to be a big people pleaser and now it's just like, actually, <laughs> I also have to like make myself happy and put myself first. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. So before I let you go, mm -hmm. we normally do sort of like a time capsule thing, yeah? Okay. So you wrote a letter to your past self. Yep. And now I'll need you to leave a message for yourself, Tatiana, like 10 years to come. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what will I say to myself for 10 years from now? <clears throat> what do I have to say to myself? I actually have no idea what I'm saying to myself. <laughs> Let me think. Um, what I'd like to say to myself is, <sighs> firstly, I'm glad you got to the point where your kids literally don't need you as much. So I'm sure you are taking time for yourself a lot more. I hope that you have traveled. I hope that you are just living a life where you are so happy. Um, and I hope you're, obviously your kids will always come first, but I hope you're putting yourself first a lot more. And I hope you're making millions. Obviously, money isn't the most important thing in life, but you are not working this hard right now to be where you are right now. So in 10 years, I hope you are a lot further with your career. Um, yeah, and just generally in life. Um, what else do I have to say to myself? Yeah, I hope you love yourself. Um, I hope you are taking your mental health very seriously. I hope you're still taking your physical health very seriously. Because at the end of the day, we need to be around for our kids till the day that we drop, which is like 120. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love you. Yeah. Oh. Has anyone else ended their message that I love you? Ah, uh, okay. Damn it, Eli! <laughs> Eli! <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, you are the first one to be like, I love you, man. <laughs> Eli! <sighs> <laughs> Let me, I'm even going to call him after this. I'll be like, why? <laughs> you know, like, genuinely, like, I look at Eli's work because sometimes we work for the same companies and, like, we'll do something. Like, for example, right now we're on the same campaign for Bolt. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at his content and I'm like, damn, so much better than mine. <laughs> <sighs> and I hope you're making better stuff than Eli in 10 years. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, so thank you so much, Tatiana, thank for welcoming you. us to your home, especially you. with the adorable baby. I hope we've not disturbed her. I'm not, not at all. She <laughs> sleeps through Olive and Marley, so yeah, this is nothing. Is okay. Yeah. yeah, so thank you so much for coming. And yeah, bye guys. Thank you. <laughs> so we've just finished shooting Tatiana's episode and it was quite different. Like it was um, the first episode that we've shot that was really, really emotional. And I think I caught myself a couple of times trying to stop myself from crying. But I really, I really enjoyed it. Like it was a deep one.